Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Welcome to the Hail to the District pod- podcast. He's Pat, I'm Rajan, and probably like all of your favorite podcasts covering the Washington football team, of course, we hope we're your favorite podcast in that regard. Um, we had to record an emergency episode this evening to discuss the news that dropped right around 9.15 a.m. Eastern time this morning, so that makes about 6.15 a.m. Eastern uh, Pacific time for Pat, uh, that the Washington football team had benched starting quarterback Dwayne Haskins, making third-year quarterback Kyle Allen the new starting quarterback in, in a move that was perhaps just as shocking to, at some level, uh, making veteran Alex Smith he of the gruesome, if not life-threatening, leg injury that he previously sustained, the second-string quarterback, thereby dropping Dwayne Haskins down to third on the depth chart. There's so much to unpack about all of this, so I'll start here. Pat, waking up to the 200-plus texts that you did this morning per our conversation before we started, what was your knee-jerk reaction to the news upon waking up and seeing yeah, you're this right. Yeah, you're right. I did wake up to 200 texts. And usually when I wake up to that many text messages, either Trump has COVID, uh, which I'm the one texting because I knew that before everybody, uh, or the Washington Post just dropped a huge bombshell about Dan Snyder. It's one or the other. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a whirlwind this morning. I, uh, you know, full disclosure, it's day two of a new job for me. So I was like, well, what the hell? Like, all I want to do is look and talk and discuss about the Redskins um, or fucking Washington football team. And um, <laughs> obviously I couldn't. So I've, I have had so many thoughts today that I've forgotten about 95% of them because every, literally every five minutes I see a tweet, I'm like, Ooh, that's a good point. And then mm-hmm. in my head, I just start creating this, this world of, uh, uh, of ideas. But, um, you know, I've, I have a ton of ideas similar to you. I just kind of started all day kind of jotting down things, but I'm going to start with, uh, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to put a feather in my cap. Uh, in the Halo District cap, because we're, we're together here. You do the feather like you want to. Um, so yesterday, I tweeted out from the Halo District account a list of basically busts in the NFL. And I noted, like, uh, EJ Manuel was in there, uh, like, Paxton Lynch. Uh, you know, I, there was, like, 10 quarterbacks I listed. And I was getting crap from a lot of people, especially one guy in particular, like really coming at me defending Haskins. And I was like, look, I'm not, I'm not saying Haskins is a bust. My point was the clock is ticking. Um, you know, and I noted in our la- in my, in the podcast for the game after the uh, Ravens that like, I watched that game and I was like, what does Haskins have that makes me excited for him to be our franchise quarterback? That's why I was like, I think the clock is ticking. Cause if he doesn't start showing some signs of, you know, real franchise quarterback plays, he's a, he's a bust. And these quarterbacks get 15 to 20 starts. Haskins is at 11. So you could say, you know, there's a bit more, but then you look at all the other factors around it, right? You look at, uh, he's not drafted by Ron fun fact. Kyle Smith was in that room and he was drafted and he didn't want him either. He wanted sweat. Um, Dan Snyder came in there. So I started looking at this and I was like, look, if this guy doesn't start balling out soon, he's gone. Like, in the NFL, when you know, you know that, that it's a not, it stands for not for long. Um, you know, I really wanted him to get all 16 starts because that would have pushed him into that 20 start realm. Uh, but I keep coming back to that EJ Manuel comparison. They drafted around the same spot, uh, both coming from bigger programs. Um, EJ Manuel 757 kid, shout out. Uh, and like, what does Haskins have that? these quarterbacks that have been good for a long time or 
all these second-year quarterbacks, third-year quarterbacks are all so great right now. And the one we have sucks. Like, call a spade a spade here. You can, you can call – you can look at his traditional stats, average to, to poor at best. Uh, his advanced stats, tweeted him today, are Awful. horrific. They're like next-level bad. Nick Mullins has a better QBR than him. Nick Mullins. So does freaking Jeff Driscoll. Yes. Um, so you start looking at this and you're like, oh, I kind of I get it. Uh, now, granted, I re- was rooting for Dwayne. I wanted him to have all 16. Uh, but my final like, quick opinion, because I know we both have a ton to talk about. But my final quick opinion, and I think the point where I was like, wow, Washington fan base, like y'all need to like, check yourself at the door, is when they started comparing him to Daniel Jones. Everyone's like, look at how much – like, they would put up, like, quarterback A stats, quarterback B stats. Oh, you all picked A, so it's Dwayne Haskins over Daniel Jones. Guess what? They both suck. We're comparing, we're comparing crap with crap. crap. The, Giants, yeah. the Giants haven't won more than three games in, like, four years. They literally had the worst record in football over the last four years. We're comparing ourselves with absolute dumpster fire material. To so, Dan- I, don't, I don't care about Daniel Jones. To your Daniel Jones point, um, my cousin's husband, my cousin-in-law, I guess that makes him, uh, he's a Giants fan. He's a tempered, well-mannered Giants fan. And we, um, on Sunday when I took my daughter to, to the pumpkin patch and I was asking him, he's a Giants fan. I'd love to give him shit just because I really fucking hate the Giants. And I was like, so what do you think of your boy, Danny? D-? Uh, I call him Daisy Dukes. But like, I was like, what do you think of your boy, you know, Daisy Dukes? And he was like, um, well, he's kind of athletic. And that's all the nice things I have to say about Daniel Jones. Like that's literally almost verbatim what he responded to me. So very much to your point about the fact that, you know, we're comparing him to Daniel Jones. Like that's not a good standard of comparison. Daniel Jones uh, also has a 17 point higher QBR and he's worth, according to ESPN, 11 points higher in points by quarterback. Like who cares? He's, they both suck. Daniel Jones is also on record for like on the pace to like be the most turnover prone quarterback in the history of the NFL. So again, not really a lofty standard of comparison to, um, to hold Dwayne Haskins to one point you made. Um, if I'm going to put a feather in my own hat, I'm wrong so often that I'm going to take the one moment to able to do so as well. Um, you alluded to it. I think I said this in our post Browns game podcast with so many young quarterbacks, you know, you're going to have these growing pains. You know you're going to have bad moments. They're going to make bad decisions. They're going to have the four interception, five interception clunkers, the four, you know, the four turnover games and stuff like that. But with so many young quarterbacks, you're going to have those moments where you have the jump out of your seat and fist pump and excitement moments, right? Those things are like, holy shit, sign me up for more of that, right? I've said this at least a half dozen times so far. Outside of that one throw against the Jets that everybody has creamed their pants over, what has Haskins shown us? What is that? Name me one. Give me one holy shit moment about Dwayne Haskins where you're like, sign me up for more of that, right? Like, RG3. I can think of, I can think of one. Tell me, because it's one more than I can think of outside of that long throw against the Jets. Uh, he, he like, it was an option play to AP last year in the Giants game. He fake pitched it and then went upfield. That was kind of sweet. Great. Delightful. <laughs> it was a running play, right? So to that end, um, like I hate to bring up RG3 in this comparison, especially because Kyle Shanahan, not enough credit will ever be given to how brilliantly they tweaked that offense for Griffin to succeed in his first year, right? But man, by the third or fourth game, or at least the worst fifth game of that year, I was like, Griffin is, I, I give me any situation in the NFL right now, put the ball in Griffin's hands, and I trust him to win the game. 
right? He obviously turned out to be an enormous bust. That's because he was a narcissistic diva. But more than anything, like at least we started to see that from a quarterback coming from a really backward spread system that was less sophisticated in terms of from an NFL perspective than uh, than the one that Haskins is coming out of from Ohio State, right? And when we talk about the young quarterbacks, like look at this to, to elaborate on the per- point further. Kyler Murray, second year dude. Gardner Minshew, fifth or sixth round pick, second year dude. Joe Burrow, fine, number one pick in the draft. Like Kyler, you want to put him aside. Justin Herbert, everyone crushed Justin Herbert. I kind of crushed Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert can ball. He, at least in a couple of games, he's already had plenty of holy shit moments. He took the Chiefs to uh, the Chargers to go toe to toe with the Chiefs in his first fucking start. Right? We there's stuff you can point to with those guys. You're like, I can see it. What the do throw we have against the Bucks to take the lead late in the third off his back foot? So multiple. He looked really good. I mean, he had bad, he had plenty of bad moments in the Bucks, but you can expect that from a guy who played in a really crappy system at Oregon. Uh, shout out to your family member. Um, <laughs> and it's like all of these things that you can see. You can see these moments. Um, I mean shit Danny Dimes or Desi Deuce as I like to call him he had those moments last year where like that's why he earned the Danny Dimes nickname when did Haskins have this this is the thing they keep going back to they're like well you know you know you're not being objective and and yada 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 and race card and stuff like that I'm like look man let's just call a spade a spade show me when show me when I was like I'm supposed to jump out of my seat and get super duper excited about something Haskins did we're treat it's like it's like you know you do anything right it's like you decide that you're going to take your dishes off the table and put them in the sink and all of a sudden we should be you know calling you giving you the husband of the year award and it's like dude you know the the, the expectations are that low it's that's what was really frustrating and it's and again to to caveat all of this both from pat's perspective and my perspective we wanted to see this with haskins we're not rooting against him we we want haskins to be this you know i I fucking wanted haskins to be ben roethlisberger 3.0 Right? Like, I wanted that. But at some point, we have to call a spade a spade. Who's 2.0? I don't know. I just decided somebody's a 2.0. So he's Byron, Byron Leftwich? I love Byron Leftwich. That was, I was really sad when he didn't work out. Byron Leftwich was my guy. I loved him. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, oh man, you're, you're spot on. We, we, I mean, we both were, I sent my buddy a Haskins shirt because I was like, he's the one. He's, this guy's, this guy's going to be it. Um, but it just I, uh, there's a couple of things in the NFL that, and keep in mind, I'm in a basement in Seattle. You're in a basement, I think, somewhere in Maryland. Like, we're not NFL scouts or nope, you know, far from pundits for ESPN or anything like that. But I feel like I know a fair amount about football. Uh, and there are a couple of things I feel like you can't really teach. Now you can get better. There's a difference between can't being able to teach something or being taught something versus getting better. In my opinion. And those are accuracy and pocket presence for a quarterback. I bring those two up because accuracy has been a problem for Haskins dating back to the first game. Um, And, you know, I don't know if you read the Neil Greenberg, Washington Post advanced stats um, article. I did. Uh, It is great, but I'm just going to read one thing to you. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is five for 23, which is 22% on throws traveling 15 or more yards in the air compared to a league average of 48%, right? First off, that's horrible. <laughs> um, and it, for those ripping on Scott Turner, he is forced to throw these screens and these quick hitters because Haskins can't complete throws down the field. Yes. So he has to figure out and scheme ways to get 
the ball into playmakers, and that's where his 300 yards came from. What was I have no idea what the stat is, but I bet it, I bet you over 200 yards of Haskins, 314 yards came via yards after the catch. So put a pin point. on put a pin on that Scott Turner point because I want to dig into that so much further when we get to that part. But there's so much more to that. I think both from the Haskins perspective and the quarterback, the new starting quarterback perspective. But I could not agree more with everything with what you're saying. Oh, good. We're off to a good start. Exactly. Right? Uh, um, the second aspect to this is um, is just demeanor in general in the pocket. Uh, I don't know what the exact stat is, but PFF has some stat about uh, sacks. Get, we, we, we've been shitting on the offensive line since freaking dawn of time here. But they've played decent. Like, great? No. Better than expected? Probably. Um, but more than half the sacks that they've allowed don't come from them. They come from freaking Haskins. You know, in our post-game pout against the Ravens, I like – and it still bothers me days later for something I had nothing to do with, <laughs> which my wife is like, let it go. But <laughs> no, the, you don't understand. <laughs> I can't. Uh, the, 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 the throw short of the goal line, people defending Haskins making the right read, blow my mind. They've clearly never wanted to win in their lives. That ball has to go in the end zone. I still can't believe Haskins didn't throw that ball into the end zone. But the play before that, uh, two plays before that, he took arguably the worst sack of, of the season. He ran 18 yards backwards and then tried to run away from a defensive end, and, they, and he tripped over himself and fell 18 yards in the back. This dude's a half, more than half the sacks from our offensive line are from Haskins literally abandoning the pocket right into pressure, right? Now, sure, there are sacks where Christian just gets his ass whooped by Miles Garrett. That happens, right? It happens, doesn't matter if – also, Trent Williams played awful – uh, a Williams is not has not had a hot start in San Francisco. Let's no. just be real. No, um, but like the reason I bring those two things up is outside of Josh Allen, and do not compare him to Josh Allen, please. Uh, outside of Josh Allen, no one really ever gets better with accuracy. It's like a known fact in the NFL that you're if you're not accurate, you're pretty much not going to be accurate. You can maybe a few points here or there, but like in general, uh, not going to be too accurate. The other one is the pocket presence, like. I was talking to my brother in all this, and he was like, well, Russell got a lot better in the pocket. And I was like, yeah, but Russell understood how to operate in the pocket to begin with. So, like, he's gotten better. And what does that mean? Now he's a freaking magician in the pocket. Dwayne has no concept of, you know, when to stay there, when to, when to abandon. He doesn't, when, every time he leaves the pocket, it's like, holy shit, what do I do with the football? Um, like, I just want like, sometimes I just want to scream to the roof and be like, look, maybe he's just bad and we move on. Uh, because that's kind of how I feel right now. Um, Kyle Allen, not it. It could it could be ugly. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I I'm but like get there too. But Haskins is bad, right? And that's just like it's Ron's team. So he's like, fuck it. Look at what Dontrell Lindman said today. Dontrell Lindman said, literally, I play with veteran quarterbacks who do a really good job of hiding their emotions. You don't think that's a direct shot at Dwayne, who's like yucking it up with with uh, Lamar Jackson after we lose by twenty points. I mean, come on. He's maybe he's just bad. He just doesn't get it. I think there's Sorry, a, I'm a little, big. I'm a little heated. I'm a little no, heated. no, no. Let the hatred out of your heart. Um, there's, there, I think there's a there's a huge immaturity factor, and not to keep saying the phrase over and over again, but hold on to that because there's also well, there's a section for that on as well. Um, Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, worked with Bill Belichick for a long, long time. Gets a lot of heat from people. He has his own podcast, um, self included. Um, oh, you're not a Lombardi fan. I actually, I'm fifty fifty on him. I enjoy him. I know he shits on the Washington football team quite a bit. Um, he was a diehard Redskins fan, though. Growing up. Perfect. Yep. 
Um, but he tweeted today, and I actually, I'm a fan of his. I, because I think he's going to say what's on his mind. He's not always right. He, there's a little bit of revisionist history with him, but I still appreciate his insight, especially having had the seat that he has. And he's very honest, perhaps to a fault in many cases. But he tweeted today, Rivera allowed Haskins four games to produce and show progress. The evaluation was never about wins. It was always about showing progress, something that Haskins never demonstrated. And I think that's a very fair assessment in many cases that can you demonstrably say that in 11 games from when Haskins paid his first start to where he is today, he is a substantially better quarterback. I don't think you can say that. And I think that really sums it all up in my opinion. I think, go ahead. I, I, I saw all of them. I only saw it because you, you sent to me an email. So thank you. Um, I think it's a perfect summary. That and the tweet from Tory Smith, which I'll bring up later when we talk about what's next. Um, I hate it when Grant Paulson retweets or tweets something that I agree with. Um, <laughs> but Labarney's right. Like he's been worse this year than last year. And that's saying something because he wasn't, you know, good, last he year. wasn't good last year. <laughs> no. The bigger question on all of this, um, which kind of started to unfold maybe about an hour or so later, well, after the initial news broke, was that, and Ron Rivera in his press conference came out today and said that it, this was a factor of, you know, we're trying to go out and get to, you know, win the division and stuff like that, and that Haskins needed more time and needed more seasoning and stuff like that. But as alluded to in the intro, the fact that Haskins is going to be a healthy scratch to use a hockey term or any other sport term. No, what? Alex Smith is the second string. Alex Smith, who almost died because of the gross medical mismanagement due to an injury sustained, is going to be the second string. And Kyle, and Kyle Allen is going to be the starter. It just felt like there's something, was it, whether this was disciplinary, whether this was an example being made, there just felt like this was a reactionary move and a message delivering move in many cases. Um, there was a report, somebody took something that um, fucking Steven Montez was getting reps today and Dwayne <laughs> Haskins wasn't. Like, that's something, regardless of how we want to phrase yeah. it. That's I, want to talk, I actually want to talk about this. Please do. Um, so you asked me what were my initial reactions. My first, like, okay, Maybe we're maybe we're on to something here. Actually comes from a message I got from uh we got added add on from uh talk WFT. So for those unfamiliar, follow them on Twitter, it's a good follow. Uh but they're the guys behind talk talk nets, which I listened to in our last podcast, probably the best nationals fan Twitter account, period. No spaces after, just period. They're trying to start their trying to start their, uh, their football side of it. And he was asking my, my opinion on some of these things the other day. So we were just kind of chatting and he brought up the agent thing a few days ago. The, cause Dwayne Haskins agent tweeted out, like, can't believe Haskins is being made the scapegoat or whatever the fuck he said. And I like, when he said it, I was like, mm, yeah, it's probably a bad look, but like agents, agents low key kind of do this all the time. Uh, remember like, remember when RG three's dad was like in the locker room and stuff. You know, there's always, there's always like really just bad stuff in the background. But then everything happens today. And when I saw Haskins come out and just stand there with his arms folded, and it's already been like, we don't have to put out our inactives until Sunday at, <laughs> Sunday at 1130. And we're already, like, and we're already saying you're not dressing. And I was like, oh, okay. So you got an agent being like, F you. And then you got Rivera saying, all right, well, you won't play. 
Um, not only that, you won't dress. Like Rivera's like, hey, you're not going to play Sunday here. Go pick up my laundry. Um, I am curious if something went down behind closed doors that obviously we probably won't learn about in the, until either later in the season or like once we trade them, a flood of news will come out. Because uh, or not trade them, cut them, trade them, whatever's going to happen. But I do think something had to have gone down, and my gut tells me because <laughs> at Haskins' post game press conference, he was like, "Yeah, I played pretty well." And they were like, "Well, did you hear that Coach Verd gave you a test?" And he's like, "Well, I hope I passed." And he's like, "No, dude, you you not only did you not pass, Rivera was not very complimentary of you to begin with." Um. So I don't know. I don't know what your feelings are here. You know, I I think something went down that we don't know about, but like. The agent thing leading into all of a sudden Haskins not even taking a snap today. Like I joked to my buddies, I was like, is he punting the football on the practice field to himself like RG3 used to do? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. I think something went down behind closed doors. It just feels – Rivera can talk about the fact – first of all, it's really strange to see a coach come out and say – our division sucks and I can make a move yeah, to, to, to make a move to like, to, to compete, especially not to jump ahead, but like, especially because Rivera has been as candidly clear as almost any coach that I can think of in recent memory for any team, let alone the Washington team that we're rebuilding. This is not a competitive championship year. This is a rebuilding, see what we got type of year. Like you'll see coaches like what uh, Brian Flores is doing in Miami, the shit storm that Matt Patricia is doing in Detroit, among many others that I'm probably missing, where they're tearing it down, but they're like, oh no, we're still going to compete really hard. Like he's just like, no, no, I'm seeing what's going to stick and what's not going to stick moving forward, but this is rebuilding, right? And then to kind of about face it and say like, no, we're actually going to try to make a run. I feel like that make a run is a public cover up a little bit and I do think something happened I think some of the the suspects could be that there was like you know it could be that you know there was a shouting match or there was some like altercation I think that's less of the case I think that some of the veterans kind of got tired or started to grouse that look this dude the light switch is not turning on for him yet and I can't give you everything I have and keep continuing to play my ass off when our quarterback is, a, you know, is, is being a little bit of a pouty bitch, for lack of a better description. And I think that's what it was. It was more of a – Ron alluded to that in his press comments. And I think that's a kernel of truth, but I think it's a combination of the way Haskins was approaching. And I think you, you talked about the, the test part, and I think the one really glaring one to me, which did not sit well with me whatsoever, was that – when uh, after the Browns game where he, where some reporter asked him where he was like, did you stare down your receivers and Haskins like, Nope, said, I didn't no. stare down. And then Rivera's like, yes. And then the next day Ruby's like, yeah, Haskins stared down a bunch of his receivers. Right. So one, you're directly contradicting, like one, you're lying because you did anyone with a pulse can see that you did. And two, your quarterback, uh, your coach came out and contradicted you literally one day after watching the film himself. So just not a good look. Um, and I think it's just some combination there. Of, it, it's a little bit like, this is a stupid example, but your, your family's boy, Russell Wilson, right? It's like Pete Carroll couldn't sell the idea of handing the job to fucking Matt Flynn when everyone knew that like Russell Wilson was the guy and like he couldn't face a locker room legitimately by saying like, we're going to win with Matt Flynn. And like, I don't know, obviously we don't have Russell Wilson waiting in the wings, God, I wish we did, but you can't sell the locker room that we're going to be competitive in any way, shape or form. And it's really going to be a meritocracy if you have Haskins doing what he's doing and, um, and continuing to earn the job of the starting quarterback. Yeah. 
I'm watching the Dodgers-Padgers game. Dodgers just hit a home run. I hate the Dodgers so much. Um, yeah, no, I I do think it's interesting that Ron – Ron is very candid. Uh, and you're you're he's almost candid to a fault. Yep. I think he he gets himself in some hot water uh, like right now. <laughs> uh, but they it, uh, also, if we're speaking about like how terrible the division is, this move is made – if this move was – really made to like win the division as Ron is now saying that he's going to bench Troy Apke. Uh, but Apke is still starting. He always you know, comes back to Troy Apke. I, I had to get it in there. <laughs> um, the, no, I think, you know, I keep coming back to this damn, like I'm going to walk through it. Just the Haskins timeline in general. And you and I have stood on this table and by this table, the table being our podcast and said, and you've alluded to it already that like, we want this guy to succeed. I thought he should get all 16 starts. It's not all his fault. He was dealt a bad hand. Um, you know, if you're looking through the timeline, he's drafted 15th overall by Dan Snyder, not anybody. The football people literally told Dan, don't do it. We still drafted him. He got drafted by a coach. He was like, I have to win or I'm getting fired. Uh, that guy did get fired. None of that's his fault. You know, it is, is his fault, which should have been a little predetermined, uh, you know, factor into why we're here today. He was so unprepared when he came into that Giants game and looked so bad. That should have been a red flag. I don't care that he was only 22. I don't care that, you know, he wasn't named starter. I don't care about – you know, oh, the, the deck was stacked against him. Jay Gruden didn't like him. You're a freaking professional football player. It's your job. You're making millions of dollars. When you get your chance, you take it. Think about how many quarterbacks who have just wanted to be in that situation and, and then got in and then taken, that, taken the reins and run, right? Um, the one I can think of just recently is Minshew. Full signs a huge contract. You have some seventh-round rookie or wherever he was drafted – waiting in the wings and he comes in, he balls it out. And now Sam or the Jack Jacksonville, I mean, who knows how good he, he's kind of the new Fitzpatrick. Uh, at least that's a comparison I heard and I loved it. So I'm running with it. Uh, but like he came in and just balled out. So like that's on Haskins flip side of that. All of a sudden he has three coaches in 13 games and he has no off season, not his fault. Uh, he, the new coach comes in and he didn't draft him. And then you see all these people like, well, look at what Cam did and like all this leeway he got. Cam also ran for 17 touchdowns as a rookie. He the threw, for four, he threw 4,000 yards as a rookie. The comparison to Cam Newton drives me nuts more than anything else. And I'm just going to say one thing. I, I hate touching on this card. Don't do it. I know what you're going to say. It's just because he's a well-built African-American quarterback doesn't mean that we need to compare him. Cam Newton was a monster at Auburn. One of the best athletes we've probably ever seen. To your point, Cam Newton was a Pro Bowl quarterback as a rookie. Cam Newton broke Peyton Manning's record for the most passing yards his first game, first career game, right? Cam Newton was a monster. Cam Newton is a much more gifted player than Dwayne Haskins. One, and Cam Newton did so much more coming out of the gate than anything that Haskins ever did. Cam Newton is a monster. Cam Newton no, is a monster. Yes, Cam Newton no, is still, still, still a monster. At this age, playing in a new system, in a brand new environment, all the hits still he's awesome. taken, still awesome. Still a great still quarterback. Awesome. And by the way, for any Washington football team fans, like, oh, maybe this offseason we, we, we can sign Cam Newton. Why the fuck is he going to leave New England? 
You think he's going to leave Bill Belichick and that organization to come to? The, no, no, it's not money. He's money not going to leave that. He's not going to leave that. He's playing for the, the 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 flagship organization in the NFL, who could still be a one of the favorites in the AFC. Obviously, Kansas City didn't exist. And you think he's going to come to this clown show? Come on. Hey, you never we know. can sign Cam Newton in the offseason. Get the fuck out of here, Cam. Back Newton. up the truck, Dan. But I want to segue to one other Panthers quarterback who is on the opposite end of the talent spectrum of Cam Newton, and that would be Kyle Jake Allen. <laughs> Jake DeLone. Don't do my Cajun boy dirty like that. I, I didn't give a shit about, Kelly, about Jake DeLone. Although, whoever – somebody did my boy Gardner Minshew dirty by calling him Ryan Fitzpatrick. Gardner Minshew is no it's Ryan great comparison. It's I, a great I, comparison. I, I, I love Gardner Minshew, and just Ryan Fitzpatrick hurts me because – I think he doesn't oh, have the, both. the ugliness of Fitzmagic. He has the good stuff of Fitzmagic, not the let the, the not as He's good. also keeping your boy from playing Tua. Well, your wife's boy. Uh, no, they're they're well. He's my my wife couldn't point to a title while well, I don't have a lineup if her life depended on it. So I'm not gonna we, we won't go there. But like, um, I think that there's some there's some rumblings over there, even though Miami's not that bad. But going to Kyle Allen, um, I wanted to so. One thing that's consistent about being a Washington football team fan for the God knows, like since either of us have been alive, is we've always had a romanticism with the, with the backup quarterback. You could be talking about Doug Williams and Jay Schrader. You could be talking about Gus Farad and Heath Schuler, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Jeff Hostetler. Put Jeff him Hostetler. in. Jeff Hostetler. God, how many people are excited about Jeff Hostetler taking, the, taking us to Super Bowl that one year, right? Um, and I think there's a little bit of this with Kyle Allen. And I want to make very, 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 very clear. Kyle Allen, is not, Kyle Allen is not a good quarterback. There is nothing remarkable about Kyle Allen, all right? For the sake of sanity, please do not in any way, shape, or form even insinuate at a million-foot level that we have the next Tom Brady coming off the bench in Kyle Allen, all right? Kyle Allen was the quarterback when Ron Rivera got fired after losing to the Washington Redskins at the time, all right? Last year, according to footballoutsiders.com, Kyle Allen was 33rd in DYAR out of 34 quarterbacks. You know who was 34? Dwayne Haskins. You know who was 33? We're getting better. Was Kyle Allen. (laughs) Kyle Allen was 32nd in DVOA out of 33 quarterbacks. Do you know who was 33? It was Dwayne Haskins. And do you know who was 32? It was Kyle Allen, right? Basically, Are are they really grouped together like that yes absolutely go look it up that's so the, a, that's from amazing a, from a perspective of the, two quarterbacks. <laughs> from the last season and a half in the nfl we we're trading one for the next guy dyr measures a quarterback with more value overall dvoa is more as quarterback value per play you can look it up on footballoutsiders.com if you want to go nerd out more but kyle allen 33 out of 34 Kyle Allen, 32 out of 33 in DVOA, and the only one worse than him was Dwayne Haskins, all right? I want to point out a little further. In a six-game stretch last year when Kyle Allen went 5-1, and one, he threw for less than 250 yards in five of those six games. He threw for less than 200 yards in two of those six games, right? In six-game stretch, six stretch last year, he turned the ball over eight times, all right, in six games. You either got heart or you don't. So, yeah, right, there you go. So, um, <laughs> I don't know why, again, this goes back to my not yeah, paying attention whatsoever during the course of today as everything unfolded. I went back and I listened to Carolina Panthers podcasts during the course of last year to get some more intel on Kyle Allen. And everyone, especially once Kyle Allen got benched or whatever happened to him towards the end of that year, also the same thing. 
Kyle Allen is basically just making sure that the Titanic doesn't hit the iceberg. Otherwise, whatever success they were achieving, i.e. that five and one stretch in six games was because they had some guy named Christian McCaffrey, who is a one man wrecking crew, the defense playing really, really well. If you watch, so again, I wasted so much time today. If you watch Kyle, I watched Kyle Allen's highlights on YouTube from a few of those wins. All he was doing was basically what we were hoping Dwayne Askins was do is put the ball in the playmakers hands and let them rack up yak to what you were talking about earlier in the podcast, right? But the problem is Kyle Allen was succeeding because he had DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, and Christian McCaffrey. Do you know who doesn't have DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, and Christian McCaffrey? Why, that would be us. Right? So, so <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not getting Tom Brady, all right? Stop romanticizing Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen is going to be better, and that's it. At some level, but you don't, don't have a I, high bar to jump over. I don't think the fan base is... There are people. There are people. Uh, okay. Okay. The majority of the fan base is not drooling over Allen. I think anyone that's smart enough knows Allen sucks. Now, based on what you just told me, sucks a little less than Haskins. <laughs> just a little uh, less. <laughs> uh, but let's look at some facts about the old KA over here. One, he goes to Texas A&M. He actually plays pretty well, wins an MVP in a bowl game. Uh, and then the next season is benched for a guy by the name of Kyler Murray. He transfers to Houston where he gets benched <laughs> again in favor of a dude named Kyle Potsma. That dude. Kyle Potsma. Isn't that Kyle dude, Potsma the forward on the league? No, he's Kyle Kuzma. Sorry. That's Kyle Kuzma. Exactly. He got benched for a dude who you don't even know. But again, you can't teach heart. He battles. He gets <laughs> – he signs as an undrafted like – he's, he's drafted uh, – or not drafted. He signs as an undrafted free agent for the Panthers, comes in. He kind of has like a cup of tea of success uh, with – I think he started like five and one as a starter. Five and one. Um, and did yeah. nothing to contribute to that five and one, let me tell you. Hey, Alex Smith did nothing to contribute to our six and three. Bruce Allen won't let you forget. Yep. Um, and good culture. Um, look – the guy sucks. Uh, and I still like a, I really wish fuck, this decision just sucks. Which is why I, really I didn't want to bench Haskins in the first place. Cause I, what was plan B? I shouted this all the time. What is plan B? Are you great? We went to Kyle Allen. Wonderful. So we went from like F minus to F plus. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was yeah. cut you off. No, no, it's fair. Bucky Brooks, by the way, was like, told you he would start. <laughs> That's another interesting angle, but you um, talk and I'll finish there. Yeah, but with Allen, like, for as bad as he is, and, you know, who knows, maybe he turns into Kirk Cousins. Uh, and I think I still think the only reason why we liked Kirk Cousins is because he didn't take as many sacks as Robert Griffin. He was throwing the ball to freaking Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Gossard, Jordan Reed. And the romanticism um, of the backup quarterback, but yep. Yeah. Um, but even – so you, you were talking about the PFF stats with him. Even the QBR stats – are significantly better with him than Dwayne. Um, my point being is like, we had shit, now we still have shit. And the only problem with it is if we finish six and 10, we're kind of SOL. Uh, because then we're drafting like eight or nine and you gotta hope at that point, Trey Lance falls to you. And it, how the hell do you even scout that guy? He's playing high school kids. Um, so, I, look, this decision, I wish it had been waited till the bye week. Uh, but Kyle Allen, 
you know, he's been a backup his whole life. He's not going to be any good. Um, I do, <laughs> I did love one thing that, that uh, Ron Rivera said in his presser today. I wrote it down. This is an all-time coach uh, uh, saying. So they reference, I don't know who it was. Hopefully it was Kime because Kime's the best of the best. They reference, uh, hey, you know, Dwayne's agent tweeted that he had no one to throw the ball to. Uh, and he got an unfair sh- unfair shake because of the players. And and Ron responds, well, then Kyle will have the same unfair, unfair shake and we'll see how it goes. And I was just like, oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Uh, because, like, people are saying Dwayne doesn't have any to throw to. Well, guess what? Neither will he. So, like, if he sucks, then we're in the same spot. I love that. So and it's also an apples to – no, it's a great, it's a great, great, great point. And it's a great apples to apples comparison. It's like, all right, let's see somebody who um, – who gets the system. And this is circling back to said Bucky Brooks quote. Now, Bucky Brooks on the move, the sticks podcast, NFL network analyst. I would not trust Bucky Brooks in terms of projections, in terms of prognostication, in terms of analysis of current facts and being able to see the big picture of things. That is not Bucky Brooks's forte whatsoever. Where Bucky Brooks's forte is, however, is being plugged into personnel departments around the league. He is a former scout. He is very good at his scouting work. He's very good about understanding the thinking of what goes in the locker rooms of the current ones. And he quoted two or tweeted two things today, which I'm quoting. Um, he said, and I quote, I tried to tell folks early in the offseason that Kyle Allen would be in play for as starter for the Washington football team. The offensive coordinator loves him and believes that he is an A-level quarterback. It was a matter of time before they pulled on the pulled the plug on number seven, a regardless of circumstances. I know, right? That's such a thing. Um, uh, you will hear, sorry, it's three tweets. You will hear scuttlebutt, or maybe it was two, about Haskins' IQ, work ethic, poor play, uh, playmaking, but make no mistake about it, Allen is a teacher's pet, and he was going to get an opportunity to start for the Washington football team at some point this year. It took five weeks, but here we are. All right, there's a mouthful. Long story short, it's one of those guys who knows the system. It is, uh, it's, it's like Colt McCoy and, and Jay's system, right? Somebody who knows the system, somebody who could run it, right? It's like... Um, I'm, I'm, there's a thousand examples and I'm missing all of them right now, but that guy who always brings his, it's like, it's like fucking Belichick and Brian Hoyer, right? Like he's always going to have Brian Hoyer everywhere. Josh McDaniels, I guess for that matter. Like he's just, I got a good him, one for you. Bring him everywhere. Please do. Cause I'm, I'm missing him at the moment. Schaub followed Shanahan to like six different places. And Rexy, Rexy and, yeah. and, and Shanahan. Absolutely. There's that's a, so that's a perfect example right there. Right. Um, so I think, and I, I'm jumping a little bit here, but I think one of the more interesting components of this right now is that by putting Kyle Allen in, you are not forcing yourself to give Allen a chance. Like you're not forcing yourself, like you're kind of putting yourself in a predicament with Haskins that like you have to build in place into the playbook for him to develop. I don't think they give a shit about whether or not Kyle Allen develops. Now they can just do what they did in Carolina and run the ball and play defense, right? Play ugly football, run the ball and play defense. You're not forcing yourself and every game is on a referendum on whether Kyle Allen can play or not. Cause it's pretty much, we don't really give a shit if Kyle Allen can play or not. And now you can really just play Rivera ball for that terms even exists um, and, and eke out whatever you can. And at the end of the day, you cost you nothing to either keep him or move on from him. Yeah. I think we have, we have covered like two more years, I think. Um, not that it really matters because he won't start week one next year anyway. Um, one thing I found interesting today about Kyle Allen actually has nothing to do with Kyle Allen. It kind of reflects poorly on more poorly on Dwayne. Um, is the line the Vegas line moved again <laughs> to points towards the skins? So That's it opened. So it dropped to seven, right? It dropped to seven. <laughs> 
And I was like, good God, Dwayne must be terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about Kyle. I, mean, I think we could talk in circles about how bad he is. Uh, we're bashing him. Honestly, we haven't even seen him play. Maybe he comes out and, like, the worst-case scenario is he worse. comes out. Yeah, there is a worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario <laughs> is he balls out for, like, two consecutive games. He throws, like, 400 yards, three touchdowns. We beat the Rams. We beat the Giants. They are already putting up the ticker tape parade in D.C. Everybody has number eight jerseys or whatever he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's Kirk Cousins jerseys are being dusted off. You're putting duct tape on it, writing in Allen, um, I which I did with Jason Can, which I did with Jason Campbell, and just put Doug Williams over over the top of it. Um, that's worst case scenario because a we win two games because <laughs> now I'm all in on just fucking tanking. Um, uh, I don't think we will be in position to draft Lawrence for the record, but tank. I don't care. Uh, draft season's here and it's freaking October 7th. Um, but it, I think it would be a bad situation because A, everyone would freak out. Oh, I told you so. He's the greatest thing ever. And then obviously he'll aggress to the mean. He'll suck. And then all of a sudden we finish at like 5-11 and 11 and we can't draft any of these quarterbacks. Um, so I think that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just going to bounce the ship. We'll look, we'll look a little better and we'll still kind of be dumpy. I hate quoting that other Washington football team podcast, but the guy who runs that made a great point, And I hate acknowledging when he makes a great point, but he was like, if Kyle Allen takes this team to the six and 10 scenario, isn't that technically kind of worse than letting Haskins take us? Yes, to it's worse. 13? And I was like, shit, I hate when you have good points. Cause that's exactly right. Um, but yeah, he, and he, he, he t- tweeted that and, um, and he, he's a hundred percent right. So that's the other ugly side of this. It's like, look, if you're going to be bad, let's be bad with Royal. Let's let, let's fl- be flamboyantly bad. Let's be look Adam Gase and the New York Jets bad, right? Miami's not bad. Miami gets a got a no, bad no, 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 no. I'm just like, they had a plan and they executed it, took advantage of freaking uh, Bill O'Brien. And now they're, yes. well, gonna, yeah. now they're going to be stacked. Why can't we find Bill O'Brien? Why can't we do that? <laughs> so, why didn't we take advantage of him while he was GM <laughs> and play um, caller and coach? God damn it. I want to jump to Haskins future in DC as we kind of try to round this out a little bit. Um, one of the initial knee jerk reactions I had to this was I wondered like how much of this is goes back to that conversation that's been referenced a few times where it's like urban Meyer said that you really have to find ways to like motivate Haskins and stuff like that. And is this like really just really, really a tough love type of move where you're like, okay, look, you don't get it. I have to break out, you know, the switch and really make you understand the discipline here. Um, Or how much of this is frankly speaking, because if you look at this objectively, it's really hard to see the bridge not being burned between Rivera Haskins and the organization as a whole. And I, I, I'm of two minds in that capacity. So I, t- I said at the end of uh, the podcast for the Ravens game, when I did my Haskins report, that I, at that moment, and oh boy, am I doubling down when I said, Haskins would not be our quarterback week one of 2021. And all my chips on black on that one. Um, but I think you raise a good point because up until this morning when I woke up, I thought 100% it was just Ron just like openly challenging Dwayne left and right. Because you're right, Dwayne Urban has come out and said it. Ron has come out and said it, been like Urban told me just to continuously challenge him. Um, and up until this morning, I was like, you know, like I was actually wondering if each week he was trying to find one thing to challenge him on. So Dwayne would get better at that one thing. And then like 
you kind of continuously just build, right? And, you know, you build yourself into a competent quarterback. However, I am now in the latter part of that. I think things just blew up uh, because Ron's not talking about the development of our guy. He's not saying the development of a franchise quarterback. He's saying things like, Dwayne needs to do this to be a starter. He's not talking about a guy who's going to carry a franchise. If he was, I, th- I think he, for as tough love, as much as tough love as he gives, I think he would still say, like, because he even said, like, I, I hope this lasts as long as it did with Cam. And the fact that he's shifted his, his language to, like, if Dwayne wants to be a starter in this league, he needs to do X, Y, and Z. So drastically makes, at that. Yeah, makes me believe that, like, and look, we don't get to see him on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We don't get, you know, we don't get to see all these throws that they see every day. I think, honestly, I think they were just like, hey, he's not it. And it's unfair to Dwayne because he, where he was drafted. Every football guy, when he got drafted, was like, he's not a first-round pick. And yet, that's where he took him, so that's what we associate. He's a first-round draft pick. He's a quarterback. He should be great. But he's not. And I think they had seen enough in practice, in games. And to your point with the Lombardi quote, you, Lombardi, what's his name? Mike Lombardi, you got it. Yeah. To his quote being like, he just wasn't showing progress. I'm in the latter part. But I think you're spot on with the Urban Meyer thing because I was all in on that train up until about 13 hours ago. Yeah. You touched on something before, and I want to make sure I get this moment of light, especially because this has always been one of my big soapboxes, and I want to get up on said soapbox once more. Um, I think as fans, we tend to overlook the fact or as common sports fans, we, we look at sports in this different prism than we view the rest of our lives and the way we look at the professional world. Um, the circumstances around the development of a quarterback are so fragile and so delicate. And so everything has to go right in so many different ways that if you have one of those dominoes fall, you cause a very drastic chain reaction, right? And you can ruin a very good product early on by just putting them in a bad situation. Um, I mean, just locally, Jason Campbell and Patrick Ramsey, like we ruined them. We 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 I loved Ramsey, right? Like we ruined them because of the <laughs> shitty situations and the shitty supporting cast. We like, suck. <laughs> not even supporting cast, like in terms of like the guys around him, but like it's mostly the coaching staff, obviously, right? Um, I will die on this hill. I'm not afraid to say I will die on this hill. Josh Rosen, look at the shit that Josh Rosen had to go through. Like I get Josh Rosen probably had his share of flaws, but Josh Rosen never truly had an advocate in a situation where he was able to show whatever modicum of talent he had. Conversely, right? Like I am very clearly on record when Patrick Mahomes was coming out of college in 2017 saying, I wouldn't take this guy with the fourth round pick. I, I said it. I have a in writing, right? I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. And so it's not because I had anything against Patrick Mahomes. It's because I was like, look, this run around and huck shit up type of stuff doesn't work in today's NFL. Boy, was I wrong. But more importantly, I think we don't we underestimate the job that Andy Reid did in terms of Andy Reid saw this dude's like this guy can play, and on top of that, and just as opposed to saying this guy can play, and I'm gonna jam him into my West Coast offense, he took the West Coast offense, he took the air raid, which was taboo and bastardized, and 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 just not something that people wanted to implement in the NFL. Made this like Jeet Kune Do style of hybrid of the two, which people didn't really understand 
built a transition plan for Mahomes, and now and then now Mahomes is able to use his God-given talents to just wreck the league right now, right? And what I'm why I'm saying all this is like Haskins never had the advocate. Haskins like Haskins' fate as a professional could be done because he's just been so ruined early on, drafted into a situation by poor management decisions, you know being forced forced into a coaching staff who wanted nothing to do with them being forced into a second coaching staff who's trying a reclamation project a 23 year old right like at some point we probably just have to realize we ruined this product more than the product being ruined from the get-go boy uh you're spot on <laughs> uh i think them homes things bit of a stretch just because he's a god and so is andy reed they're like a match made in heaven uh but i your point's correct uh look we ruin quarterbacks it's like it's what well, we, we do. do it's what we do i'm just gonna read these names to you since 91 i know you saw a tweet i saw a tweet oh. uh sit down <laughs> sip a cup of coffee since 1991 we go mark rippon Kerry conklin rich gannon john freeze heath Schuler, first quarterback that like i truly remember i remember the four before them but like i remember drafting heath i had a heath Schuler jersey the whole thing gus frott jeff hosteller trent green brad johnson jeff george tony banks What's up? Eight and three is a starter. Uh, Shane Matthews, Danny Werfel, Patrick Ramsey, Tim Hasselbeck, Mark Brunel, Jason Campbell, Todd Collins, Don McNabb, Rex Grossman, John Beck, RG3, Kirk Cousins, Colt the Man McCoy, Alex Smith, Josh Johnson, Mark Sanchez, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, and Kyle Allen. <laughs> you don't understand as like a middle school kid how irrationally happy I was about John Freeze. Ugh. Oh, man. We, we are where quarterbacks go to die. Um, we're worse than Cleveland in that manner. Uh, like there is no other organization that kills quarterbacks like they do. And to kind of close it out, and one thing you mentioned, I wanted to deliberately uh, come back to this one: um, the tank for Trevor thing, the lose for Lawrence. I, I'm not going to use the tank for Trevor one. Do you realize that's a lot easier said than done, right? Because I mean, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it, but let's even say that Kyle Allen comes sick, in though. and is turning over the ball 1.25 times per game, kind of like he did in his six-game stretch um, when he was 5-1 and one with the Panthers, right? But let's just say he continues up those ways and, you know, and we keep losing. Do we realize how breathtakingly bad the New York Jets and the New York Giants are right now? They are unequivocally in the driver's seat for that, and I'm sure some dark horse – uh, depending on how long Atlanta keeps Dan Quinn, they've got to be considered a dark horse. Houston's now out because they fired Bill O'Brien. Congratulations, Houston fans. Um, and there's probably other teams that I'm missing off the top of my head, but somebody else is going to come in as a contender for this title. Right now, the Jets have to have this wrapped up because I don't think they're going to fire Adam Gase. At least it doesn't smell like it right now, right? So if or when the Giants get the number one pick, they can either take Trevor Lawrence or hold the number one pick for ransom if they decide they want to roll with Sam Darnold. Uh, if they ever put Sam Darnold up for the, on the trade block, we should go run, not walk, and go get Sam Darnold. Um, if possible and if feasible. If the Giants get the number one overall pick, they're going to fire David Gettleman. It's got to happen. Even the Giants can't be that possibly that incompetent. Um, they're going to replace Danny Drop the Football immediately, right? Like they, there's that guy sucks and they know it. And once Gettleman's gone, his advocate's there. So those two are there. So you brought up the name Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback, D2. Um, one more th one more thing about Dwayne Haskins. It's it doesn't get talked about as much as it should, but this is the, 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 the problem we run into when you draft a quarterback who played one year of college football. 
I went back this today in my enormous amount of time wasting, and I went back and looked at every quarterback draft in the first round since 2000. There are only three quarterbacks that I could find, and Haskins is one of them, who legitimately played – or three or four – who legitimately played um, one year of college football. It's Ryan Tannehill, Mitch Trubisky, and Kyler Murray. That's it. Kyler, while looks Mitch. great, the jury is still out. Mitch Trubisky is God awful. And Ryan yeah, Tannehill. Statistics are better than Dwayne's. It's so sad to say that. <laughs> He's still god awful. And then you had um, and Ryan Tannehill, who flamed out of Miami, but again, it's very circumstantial for him as well, if we're going to be Turned completely to be honest. Not bad. And then he came into a really good situation. Arthur Smith, I shat on Arthur Smith. I thought it was Matt LaFleur was the genius there. Arthur Smith is really well thought of and a very, very good play caller over there. Um, their offensive coordinator. Um, and he's, you know, under the floor, the, the tutelage of those guys, he's played really well. Plus it really helps have Derek Henry, who is a monster at running back, but um, that's neither here nor there. It, where I'm going with this is Trey Lance, one year of college football. Be careful what you wish for with this guy. If, Trey Lance season, let's do it. I just, we're making our mistakes, would be making a mistake all over again. Um, if we do that, I'm not, it's not nothing against Trey Lance. It's just the situation. Of course, knowing being a Washington fan, we're known to make the same mistakes over and over again. So yeah, you know, Hey, who knows? Maybe he is really our guy. And also a final point with Kyler Murray, like Kyler Murray in that group of Tannehill, Trubisky and Murray in terms of being the one year starter, he's the complete outlier. We cannot point to him in any way of success because he went to a coach whom he's reuniting with basically from the college system who fits his style of play and he tailored everything to fit for Kyler Murray. And that's why, Oh, and then they went and traded for the second best or arguably the best receiver in football. That helps too. Yeah, Shout out to Bill O'Brien. <laughs> uh, the last thing the f- I, I, I'm going to have to run here a second. Yes. Yep. The, uh, like, I really wish we could draft Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't think we will. We're not bad enough. Ron, Ron's going to will us to some random wins. We both said we'd be six and 10. Also the middle of our schedule soft. We're going to win some random games. I think so too. Um, but look, the Dwayne era in Washington, I'm going to come out and say it. Good put done. I didn't think he was going to be our week starter week one starter next year after last week. And Rivera's Rivera didn't even have him take snaps today. Like, did he's done? Um, and the last thing I'll leave, and this is probably the most depressing stat you'll hear all day, um, which is which is sad because a lot of them. Daniel Jones is sure. I just want people to understand the kind of organization we're dealing with. Daniel Jones is three and fourteen as a starter. He has two wins against the Washington Redskins. He's two and zero. He's one in fourteen against everybody else, and that one wins. Percent of his wins came against us. Yep, and that one wins against Fitzmagic and the Tampa Bay Bucks, a bad team muster in their own right. So, I think Dwayne is done. Uh, we can put a chapter in the season. I, if he comes back, I will root for him. Uh, he's got all the talent in the world, but he's not Ron's guy. Uh, it's a you know again a new coordinator, a new basically everything. Uh, and, you know, Kyle Allen was brought in because that's who Ron wanted. Uh, we, we even sent uh, like a fifth round pick for him. Um, so we can close the chapter on Dwayne. I am uh, officially in that book is closed.
we will leave it on that note, especially since one of us has to go and grab actually grab something to eat at an appropriate amount of time or an appropriate time frame. So um, once again, thank you so much to everyone who is listening. Um, Hopefully you are uh, feel a little more optimistic about things, although there's no reason after listening to this podcast you should feel any more optimistic about anything. But hey, here we are what we are, and hey. it, we, it is what it is. Gene so. Hackman in The Placement said, we need heart. <laughs> lots and lots of heart. We'll, 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 we'll just uh, we'll, we'll stick with that for, you know, because we don't have anything else we can really justify it, things with. Um, thank you again, everyone, for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on the usual channels, and we will quickly cut it off and uh, talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast.